0: Welcome to the Best Night Ever, your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately, the Best Night Ever, featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting-edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi.
1: Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jay Corsandi and you're listening to The Best Night Ever, the show is dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. Uh, I got Dwayne in the studio again. Dwayne, how's it going?
2: Excellent. Had a great weekend and back at it.
1: More back at it. And I've got a special guest on the studio today and, and we've uh, been getting so much great feedback from this show and from listeners and people wanting to come on and I've always wanted to get a fitness person on here. So... Uh, <coughs> We've got uh, someone on here that knows a thing or two about fitness. Uh, He's actually a professional bodybuilder and world record holding powerlifter. Sit down and and check these stats out. This guy can bench press 606.3 pounds, which is crazy. And he could squat 854 pounds. That's almost half a ton. Crazy stuff, right? Uh, he's He's one of only 10 men in the world to ever total over 2,300 pounds raw in competition. So I'm excited to have him on here. He holds the title as the world's strongest bodybuilder. This guy's serious. He's the real deal. His name is Stan The Rhino Efferding. Stan, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So uh, what I wanted to do is kind of talk about fitness. Uh, uh, We could talk about some bodybuilding, some weights, some diet things. Um, First, I want to start off with some exercise myths. Uh, So what are some common myths that people associate with fitness and working out that you've seen over the years?
3: Man, there's so many of them, it's hard to keep track. I'll tell you what, there's uh, probably one of the biggest ones, I think, with women in particular, they think that lifting weights will make them bulky, and that's a myth. Muscle's smaller than fat, and two people weighing the same weight, the one with more muscle will have a smaller uh, waist, hips, and thigh measurement. Uh, it's also important to remember that that's what creates the shape for the body is the muscle tone and it's also very hard for women to bulk up. I know we have professional bodybuilding, females, etc but it would take performance enhancing drugs for the average woman to gain any significant size so it's always a plus I think that a lot of the CrossFit women have shown us that as of late they train very hard lots of weight and they're mean and muscular and uh, they look fantastic so that's a myth that we can we can put to rest. Another one is uh, the idea that in order to lose weight, that you have to do a bunch of cardio. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's not uh, accurate at all. The studies show that um, exercise only has a small and significantly or statistically sig- in, insignificant benefit for weight loss. That dieting is much, much more important, probably 95% of the game. Yeah, if you take two groups, I'll go ahead. study two groups that are both on a diet, The one that exercises uh, loses a a tiny, almost uh, an insignificant amount of extra weight over a six-month period, and after one year, that difference is is completely gone. So that's important because people start these uh, aggressive exercise programs, and A, they're unsustainable, and B, what we notice is the harder they dive into these exercise programs, they eat more and sit more as a result of being tired and hungry and so it can be counterproductive and exercise of course it's important for health but the measurable benefits for cardiovascular fitness are actually very low in terms of improving long-term health and all-cause mortality it's the equivalent of about seven metabolic equivalents that's what how it's measured in terms of your vo2 max uh provides you about all of the uh measurable benefits that you'll get for life extension and health, general health, that's the equivalent of walking up four flights of stairs without getting winded. You can see it's a very low bar. I'd love for people to exercise, but I want them to understand that it doesn't need to be significant. It just needs to be consistent. So that's a big myth, and I'm probably the last one I'll throw at you is this whole uh, campaign now about fasted cardio uh, or intermittent fasting in general, although it can be an excellent diet, if you can adhere to it, it doesn't provide any more weight loss benefit than eating three or five meals a day. Two meals a day, six meals a day, it doesn't matter. And whether you exercise on an empty stomach or a full stomach also does not matter in terms of long-term weight loss. The outcomes are equivalent. So I'll leave you with those three myths.
1: All right. That's some awesome myths. Uh, I actually wasn't familiar with the, you know, it's been a big deal with intermittent fasting and, and, and working out and weight loss. And, and some of those things were actually surprising even to me. And, and I'm pretty on top of this kind of stuff. So
2: Yeah, the cardio stuff surprised yeah, me. Well, a lot of times people look at, at things, they paint with a
3: broad brush. And there may be some longevity benefits to some of the fasting in terms of autophagy, etc. But as far as weight loss goes, uh, there is no difference And 95% of all the health benefits realized from, quote, unquote, dieting come from losing weight itself irrespective of the diet that you're on or how you diet, the caveat being that you don't want to create massive deficiencies by having a nutrient-deficient diet. But the weight loss itself is the goal, and you can see uh, an improvement in your blood sugars and your blood pressure and in your cholesterol, and that was proven even on people on the McDonald's diet of all things. (laughs) that they they realize significant improvement in health benefits and blood markers simply from the weight loss itself. And so that seems to be the priority that we should focus on instead of getting down into the weeds and concerning ourselves with a whole bunch of confusing issues that that may not even matter to most people.
2: Yeah, that's what I've always thought, that just being on a diet, regardless of what it is, that that heightened awareness of being on, on a diet, watching your food, getting more exercise, that 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 is in of in itself one of the benefits. I think one of the challenges and I'm sure you see this, you know, there's there's thousands of diets out there and you know there's there's so much BS out there. It's just trying to figure out, you know, what what are the steps that the average joe can take today right to just start putting one foot in front of the other. Because again between, you know, keto and south beach and all you know all of these other crazy things I mean, how do you believe anything out there?
3: I hear you. And I sell a diet, and I'm the first one to tell you that there are many paths to the same destination, and all diets work when they're strictly adhered to. And the best diet is the one you'll follow, just like the best exercise is the one you'll do. And I think the most important thing is going to be that the diet is simple, sensible, and sustainable because compliance is the science.
2: Compliance is a science. I yeah, like that. Yeah, I like that. I, you know, one of the things that I I uh, saw on one of your YouTube videos, uh, I believe you call it Rhinos Rants, which, yes. is fan- which is fantastic. Um, Thank you. you. You talk about the importance of when you're beginning a workout program of actually getting a blood test.
3: Yeah, I'm a huge advocate of that because – Uh, And maybe it might not be as soon as you begin. Uh, What my concern is is that people have nutrient deficiencies or hormone deficiencies that may prevent them from uh, uh, obtaining optimal health. And sometimes if that's expensive, uh, people may begin a program. Like I said, if you lose weight, you're going to improve your health. If I can get people uh, uh, just to, to maintain a diet for a month, when i come across individuals who are having difficult time losing weight it may be necessary to get a blood test and find out if they're low in thyroid low in testosterone low in uh you know micronutrients high in blood sugars uh those kinds of things now having said that if someone presents with uh any of those problems losing weight is the first goal for remedy not uh hormone replacement therapy or anything like that, or medication. It's just recognizing that that they have those issues and they should be managed responsibly with their medical professionals. So I'm a huge fan of of, of the blood tests because they tell me things. People often ask me, you know, what should I take in terms of supplements? Mm. And my, my answer is, what are you deficient in? Because that's what we want to remedy. That's the only thing that's going to give you a significant uh, result. Because uh, megadosing anything or just randomly going out and getting a bunch of supplements because Dr. Oz said such-and-such about so-and-so, that doesn't provide any benefit for anybody, and it's not even on the top ten list of the most important
2: things. Wait, are you saying that doesn't work? Dang it. I'm saying it doesn't (laughs) work. (laughs) All that money, the billions of dollars out there, spent. Oh,
1: so, I mean, Stan, you're speaking my language here, and, and this is, you know, quote-unquote biohacking, and, and I tend to look at, you know, old-school bodybuilders as the original biohackers. I mean, they were the ones who were dosing their food, they were doing the supplements, and they, they were working out outside in the sun. I can think of Venice Beach, or I think of Muscle Beach, stuff like that. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of the whole biohacking rage that's going on right now?
3: I think that the major and the minors right now. I think that the fundamentals, the things we got from Vince Garanda in the '60s about, uh, you know, getting in. Uh, he was a, a big proponent of, of uh, eating your whole egg and getting inadequate iodine, and uh, he just made sure that people had a solid nutrition base. Lee Haney followed course with the same kind of information, focused on the basics, the fundamentals, sleep, good nutrition, uh, you know, consistent exercise. And now people are looking for hacks, and they're chasing things that I think are much less important. And we mentioned earlier, intermittent fasting for autophagy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when when you're focused on that, I said before, if you get five, uh, if you're religiously taking creatine every day, and you only get five hours of sleep, you're an idiot. And that's my quote, because people focus on the hacks. I say the same thing about women who get up at 4 a.m. to do fasted cardio after only five hours of sleep. You're you're stepping over $100 bills to pick up nickels, and you'll lose more muscle than than fat doing that. And so I'm concerned that people are chasing all of these little, I'm just going to say supplements in general. Uh, I'm not a fan, particularly when it's at the sacrifice of all these fundamentals of getting a good diet. Um, The diets have been over-restrictive. They're micronutrient deficient. You know, women eating egg whites and tilapia and broccoli, and they're short of iron, B12, zinc. Their hair starts falling out because they have no biotin. They have low iodine because they don't salt their food or use iodized salt. Thyroid starts to slow. So we have all these horrible uh, side effects, you could say, from simple nutrient deficiencies that uh, aren't anywhere related to this pile of supplements we're trying to sell people.
1: I mean, and people are starting to do this dirty keto diet now. Have you heard of that?
3: Uh, you know, there's a whole ver- variation. I'm assuming that's throwing in sticks of butter. Is that that's where we get You know, that?
1: it's like bacon and, <laughs> and bacon cheeseburgers without the bread, and just you know, e- eating grease everywhere, regardless of you know, origin. And,
3: and, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a fan. You know, I'll be the first one to say if you can maintain a calorie deficit on a micronutrient sufficient diet program, that yes, you can lose weight, but long term. Uh even what you just described to me doesn't sound sustainable. And that seems to be the most important thing is that um, that uh, the likelihood that somebody will actually adhere to that diet long term is pretty slim. And it does not have any weight loss benefits over a uh, calorically controlled comparative diet. They've all been studied side by side, including my diet. It's no different. There's a couple key factors, I'm going to say three, that are important for compliance, whether it's the keto, dirty keto, or intermittent fast or, vertical or paleo or any of the diets, mm-hmm. there's a few things that, that are really, really important. And again, compliance is first. The reason people fail on diets, uh, first of all, they have no plan. It's just poor planning. They don't meal prep, they don't track their, their food intake, uh, You know, they don't weigh in regularly, they just have, have basically no plan. Um, but the other two that are really important, one is people get hungry and they get tired. And those are two things that should be uh, very carefully mitigated in a diet. And uh, as you know, hunger increases when sleep decreases Mm -hmm. and ghrelin.
1: Leptin and ghrelin, yep.
3: Uh, Yep, it's a huge component of that. But also when people restrict sodium, they start to get cravings for sugar. They get hungry. They don't have enough adequate potassium. They end up getting hungry. Those kinds of things help mitigate some of that. Also, a higher protein diet, of course, is going to satiate you better. Uh, But those things are important. And then as for getting tired, I mean, we mentioned earlier, obviously, sodium is a key component to that. You start getting dehydrated. Uh, You know, uh, an adequate amount of sodium is important. People go on a diet. They stop eating fast food. They stop eating boxed and packaged foods. They're not getting extra salt or enough salt anymore, and they don't salt their food because they think it's bad. It's been demonized. Mm-hmm. But it's particularly important for people who are exercising because they, they sweat it out, and it's great for energy and appetite satiation. And the more important piece of that is the iodine for the thyroid. How many women do you know with hypothyroid? is the number one prescribed medication in the country for women. Mm. And, and it can it's generally related to, to too little sleep, too much cardio, and a lack of iodine in the diet. Uh, you know, iodine is, uh, or thyroid is triiodothyronin, so it's very important that be factored into the diet I don't know too many people who specifically have a food source for that in their diet uh, and so those things are important and if I can get people not to be hungry and not to be tired, they're more likely to comply with their diet.
2: you know it's so interesting the point you made i was I was just talking to someone on saturday who was uh it was a woman who was talking about this workout pro- plan that she was on over at um uh, at the, uh, the camp the camp yeah She's really excited about this workout program, and she was saying, you know, for some reason, uh, I'm I'm craving sweets, and never in my life have I re- have I really liked sweets. <laughs> she just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> That's funny. They, yeah, she, they do... She's they do,
1: dehydrated. She's yeah. sodium depleted. Yeah, they do that uh, tilapagus, right? The tilapia asparagus thing? Yes. Not sweet. too appetizing. And
3: I, I, of course, I could go down into the weeds on all this stuff in great detail with respect to the, the, the different foods. Uh, I'm pretty particular, uh, but... Uh, generally speaking, those major items are what's most important.
2: I've, I, and I've, the
3: thing about diets to, to remember is is that losing weight—six out of seven people who go on a diet lose weight. It's it's not it's not like that's the hard part. Ninety-five sure. percent of them gain it back. Mm. Yeah. That's the hard part. And so if they get on, uh, you know, start doing too much exercise and get tired, or they get on a kind of diet they can't adhere to, that's why I say compliance is the science. You know, we've been studying weight loss for over a decade at the National Weight Control Registry. And they've looked at the tens of thousands of people and uh, those that keep off the weight uh, generally uh, have pretty common habits. They, A, they modify their food intake. Um, they increase their physical activity and their number one activity is walking. It doesn't have to be an aggressive training program. I like to do some resistance program to hold on to the muscle tissue, but it doesn't have to be uh, you know, world record bodybuilding kind of stuff, uh, most of them eat breakfast every day. I know there's a big thing now with the intermittent fasting, but almost 80% of people who have successfully lost weight in, the, in this tracking registry, which is the most comprehensive prospective study in existence, uh, almost 80% of them eat breakfast. So whether you do or you don't, it doesn't really matter. But look what actual successful outcomes are of people. We, we like to speculate about why things should work or could work, and we go into, into all the mechanisms of action and start to talk about all the scientific and uh, ways in which this should work. But what's actually being done successfully uh, says that, uh, that these common behaviors do work. Uh, three-quarters of them weigh themselves regularly. And that uh, kind of gives you self-accountability. And then, uh, you know, about 60% of them watch less than 10 hours of TV a week, which goes to your sedentary behavior.
1: So so I, you know, I love that we're talking about weight here because, you know, I treat patients for, for sleep disorder breathing, which is snoring and sleep apnea. And I would say a good three-quarters of the patients that are coming in with sleep problems uh, who snore or have apnea are overweight. Uh, One of the big conversations I have with them, I said, look, you know, and a lot of them say, you know what, I'm trying to lose the weight, I'm doing diet, I'm I'm going to the gym six, seven times a week, and the weight's not coming off. And I try to stress to them the importance of fixing the sleep and the snoring and the apnea and and recovering at night as a major tool to lose that weight. Would you say that's a valid point?
3: Oh, 100%. I think that Dr. Matthew Walker's work focuses on that. Uh, It starts everything. Like you said, the hormones with the ghrelin. Uh, the thyroid, uh, the testosterone suppression, all of that happens with sleep, uh, and your your appetite. Just just, which is one of the main reasons people go off their diet is for hunger. So, if we can get them to sleep a little more, and you you need the CPAP for if if you have apnea, uh, that needs to be cured. You can hopefully lose weight, but if you can get a CPAP, that will help you lose weight. Mm-hmm. And then you notice that, that their blood pressure improves because about a millimole of systolic pressure per pound of body weight. If they can lose 20 pounds, they'll take 20 um, points off of their systolic blood pressure. Uh, so all of those things are, are important. I'm glad you're you're. this is what you do because I think it, it's uh, it's the single most important thing. It's the first thing I manage with all of my clients. Mm-hmm. I get women that reach out to me and say they're tired and, and they come up with a whole host of reasons why they think they're tired. One woman said she had too much muscle in her legs. It was causing her to be tired. Huh. And you just take a, you know, you throw them a stop bang questionnaire and immediately find out they're getting five hours of sleep. And it's a no brainer. And if you can get them to commit to you to get seven hours, which most of it's just a, a personal responsibility thing about turning off the TV or mm-hmm. maybe setting up some good sleep hygiene with the dark and quiet and cool Then they turn right around with two nights of seven hours of sleep. They will get back to me and say they feel amazing, life-changing. The CPAP's another thing. I've been in this business for over 30 years, and I've overturned every rock and searched for every gimmick and hack. You better believe it. uh, Competing at the level I did, I've I've tried everything. And the one thing that comes, that I'll refer to as life-changing, was when I got a CPAP, when my weight had gotten up to the point in which I was no longer sleeping well. And it is, I mean, I woke up the next morning, and I was—I wanted to clean my gutters and paint my house and wash my car and blah the uh The CPAP and I get more feedback from people. My diet program now is in the hands of over fifty thousand people worldwide, and this is the number one piece of feedback I get, probably right up there with sodium intake for athletes as to the biggest life-changing benefit that they've received, and it's extraordinary.
2: yeah So, Stan, what's uh, maybe you can give us a, a snapshot of your diet? What what makes it different mm-hmm. from some of the some of the other stuff we see out there?
3: Well, the first thing I try and do is I, I, you can't put a three-bedroom house on a two-bedroom foundation, and so I try and create a solid foundation of highly bioavailable, meaning easily absorbed, micronutrients. It's a broad spectrum of foods that provide you all of your vitamins and minerals uh, to help enhance metabolism, and, and I focus on digestive health. Uh, you're not just what you eat, you're what you can digest and absorb, and I find a lot of people have problem with Uh, IBS and Crohn's disease and a host of different digestive disorders, GERD, acid reflux, etc. So just as important as it is that I manage sleep right up front, I manage digestion, and I'm very picky about the foods that I eat. It's kind of a FODMAP focus initially, a a low FODMAP diet, and I'm pretty broad in terms of of making sure they get an adequate amount of a a variety of different foods so they can get all of their micronutrients. So it's really just what you consider to be a healthy diet. The only reason it's so effective is because so many people out there particularly in the, in the sports industry, uh, the professional dieting industry, of bodybuilding, figure, physique, and bikini, end up using these over-restrictive diets that are micronutrient deficient and starting to present with iron deficiencies and B12 and low thyroid and the like. And so I try and remedy that up front, and they have huge digestion issues. i trying to suck down tons and tons of fiber to resolve hunger issues, uh, and a lot of those indigestible fibers end up causing digestion problems. Mm. And then on the other end of the spectrum, when I'm working with the strength athletes, the power lifters, and the strongmen, they just tend to, to go hog wild and they're just stuffing down pizza, pasta and pancakes looking for a calorie count and don't realize that they're creating metabolic syndrome and then you know, the fatty liver and the high blood sugars. And now they're partitioning nutrients into fat and they're not, no longer building muscle and they're tired and of course developing apnea and everything else. So I try and, and keep the focus on health first and, and give their body what it needs uh, so that it can do its job better.
1: All right. So uh, we're getting close to the end of the show here. Uh,
2: uh, What's the URL there? We have about a, uh, less than a minute left. Why don't you give us your, your URL, and then we'll we'll wrap it up here.
3: Everything Stan Efferding. uh at Stan Efforting on Instagram, and my Stan Efforting is my YouTube site. You can find it all there
1: yeah this has been fascinating I love all the stuff you're doing uh, I'm a fan of it and uh, I feel like I need to go hit the gym after this to, to bulk up a little bit but I'm gonna,
2: uh, I'm gonna go to the website I'm, I'm gonna take a look at the diet
1: and uh, yeah thanks again for helping us out with your knowledge and experience I think our listeners are gonna love this episode uh, as far as people uh, who want to learn more about what we do right Dwayne they can check out snorexperts.com
2: absolutely go to snorexperts.com find more information about Dr. K about the radio show and podcast and, uh, you know, it's it's about your health. you got to take care of yourself.
1: Yeah. Stan, thanks again for joining Welcome. us today. Thank you, Stan. Looking forward to getting together thanks, with you next Wayne, time you're in town. Jay.
3: You guys are saving lives. Appreciate
0: you. Thank you for listening to the best night ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at SnoreExperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, the best night ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Corsandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.
4: Are you still snoring or are you suffering from secondhand snoring? Ignoring the health risks is dangerous, very dangerous. It could be obstructive sleep apnea depriving your body of oxygen, which can cause fatigue, weight gain, and high blood pressure. Don't risk going untreated. Get a free consultation from the snoring and sleep apnea doctors at Snore Experts. The doctors at Snore Experts have helped thousands with oral appliances, CPAPs, and now Night Lays Laser Therapy, a new clinically proven way to effectively treat snoring and sleep apnea. It's quick and easy with no recovery time. The next 20 callers that mention KKLA get a free medical consultation at Snore Experts, a $300 value free. Call 888-31-SNORE. Get a great night's sleep avoid serious health conditions, and stop snoring now. Call Snore Experts now and mention KKLA, 888-31-SNORE, five SoCal locations, and now in Brentwood and Irvine, 888-31-SNORE, online at snorexperts.com.